Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park successful why is tony khan running his promotion better than vince mcmahon and bruce pritchard are running monday night and friday night long term booking Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is TNT, episode number two on your Tuesday evenings, June 20th, 2023. I'm your host, J.D. from New York. As always, coming to you from my OTS venue, joined by my co-host this evening and every Tuesday, Andrew Bay. Dalla, bro, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Listen, we got... Jesus fucking Christ, you guys are First of all, this venue doesn't have tequila. I'm gone. Uh, listen, man, you got tequila. Listen, every time, every time we uh, we sit down, we'll have to. I'm not a tequila guy. I'm a whiskey guy. But I also found out today that this guy's a fucking Papa Roach fan, which I, I didn't uh, I didn't realize. But uh, that's good, man. Papa Roach is one of my uh, my guilty pleasures. To be honest with you, I saw Papa Roach corn incubus system of a down all on one bill. This guy, holy shit! Incubus is playing Atlantic City this summer, man. There you go. Look at if that. they're playing Science or um, yeah. Their best album ever, which is um, escaping me right now. I'm in. Yeah, look at that, man. Love it. Anyway, big wrestling week, bro. This was uh, a tremendous week. I was super excited. I needed a shot in the arm because I feel like WWE's kind of falling off after WrestleMania. Nothing really exciting is going on over there but the bloodline. Uh, Maybe some uh, of the Judgment Day stuff. I love all the people in Judgment Day, but... uh, AEW right now, man, they got the much-needed shot in the arm that they desperately were looking for with CM Punk, and he came back on Saturday night for Collision. What did you think of the overall show, man? I thought that was probably... I don't want to come out here and say that the show was perfect because no show is ever perfect. I think the closest to a show that I thought was perfect was the 1993 King of the Ring, 2002 SummerSlam, uh, ECW One Night Stand 2006. Those are perfect shows to me, man. But for a debut show, man, you, you got as close to perfect as... Tony Khan could have possibly ever asked for. Well, I was at two of those shows that you just mentioned, and I will say, live in the building, I will say that, uh, man, Collision was from top to bottom one of the best television shows that I've seen um, in a long time. And I think One Bill Phil absolutely (laughs) killed it. Absolutely killed it uh, with that promo. And I also believe, truthfully, that there was um, some 
truth, but some all, yeah, I think he, he kind of smartened some people up on what he was going to say. Cause I don't think he goes out and says everything without a little bit of, Hey, I'm going to talk about this. Okay. So. No, I mean, he he got it approved by Tony Khan. So Tony Khan went out there and uh, let him say whatever he needed to say within the boundaries of whatever he said on Saturday night. Uh, what was the biggest takeaway from CM Punk's promo to you? I know a couple of things stood out to me. It was a very straightforward promo. Obviously, the David Zaslov line with the one Bill Phil uh, was the thing that stuck out to me most because after I watched it on Saturday night, I went back and watched it like two more times just to kind of really dig deep into what he was saying in the 10 minutes. Uh, the one bill fill, man, what does that mean to you? Is that, is that $1 some, billion dollar yeah, fill. Is that, is that what that means? Cause a lot of people were like, ah, no, he's just playing up to the dirt sheets because that was a uh, false well, rumor going around. Listen, that could be it too. But at the end of the day, without CM Punk is AEW getting all this no. money from Warner discovery. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No. I mean, cut the shit. I mean, let's just, everyone needs to call it what it is, whether you like the man or you don't, He's a draw. And I think that was the promo we needed as professional wrestling fans from Phil Brooks. I don't want the jumping into crowd CM Punk. I mean, it was cool for half a millisecond, but the punk I know is very Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque, right? Yeah. It was no bullshit. I'm going to call it like I see it. And that's what got Phil Brooks, CM Punk, over. And he needs to continue to be that. If he, I don't want fun-loving CM Punk. No, want, no, no. A lot of people, bro. I don't know. I don't know how how you felt about his, I guess, introduction to AEW. It was almost weekly where he was on every show. They brought him out. He's on commentary. Comes out. I love you guys. I'm happy to be back. I'm like, this was like four, five, six weeks in a row. I'm like, bro. Uh, like, we get it. We love you. We're happy that you're back. I mean, you don't need to be on every fucking show telling us that you love us. Now CM Punk is back, and the first thing that he did was take the uh, AEW cover off the microphone, throw it down to the ground like he did uh, when I think when he first turned heel in WWE uh, on, under that, uh, that whole heel persona that it was uh, portraying over there with Paul Heyman. And then he said that he's not playing nice anymore. He's tired of being nice. So I guess we're getting the punk that you want and I want back on Saturday nights. And the fans love him. And that's yeah. what that's what it, that crowd in Chicago was going to love him, whether he literally took a crap in the middle of the ring, stuck a AEW flag in it and left like they didn't care. They love their guy. But that CM Punk will translate to the masses because it already has. It's proven. It's a proven commodity. And that's what he needs to do and continue to be that way for w me. With you being there, was it a uh, did it sit with you like, yeah, Tony Khan made the right decision to make this show in Chicago? Absolutely. And I mean, it it wouldn't have mattered if Tony Khan put that show in a smaller venue. I know everyone was like, oh, the United Center, like, good luck selling that out on a Saturday night. There was 11,000, 12,000 people in there, you know, um, and I, they could have went anywhere. They're in Wintrust tomorrow, the Wintrust Arena, which is a smaller venue. And CM Punk was going to draw at least nine to 10,000. Yeah, people, Kenny so. Omega and the Bucks are not going to be there, as reported by uh, several outlets no. today. They will not be there. Uh, though Kenny Omega is uh, reportedly in the main event at Forbidden Door against Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States title. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. The other thing is, bro, after he said uh, one Bill Phil, David Zaslov calls him one Bill Phil, which could mean the $1 billion TV deal looming yet to be announced, or it could be Punk playing up to the rumors in the dirt sheets. He did went on to say, uh, that's because I'm the one genuine article in a world of counterfeit bucks. I'm like, yeah, we're getting the match, man. We'll get that match sometime this summer. That was all I needed. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, CM Punk, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega are probably all going to do business. I don't want to speak because out of 
context or out of turn, but I do believe that they will do business, especially with that line. And I think it's what everyone wants to see, right? Yeah. And the fans want it. Let's give it to him. And CM Punk's a businessman. He said it. This is the wrestling business. Yes. I think we'll get, I think we'll, they'll, they'll do good business there. Now, as far as what it means for AEW, bro, how do you feel about uh, AEW moving on into the summer? I felt like they were uh, a little lacking in the storyline department. I felt like the energy was completely different on Saturday night. Is Saturday night and the debut show, now clearly, you know, I was excited. You were excited. Everybody was excited coming out of that first show. It's not something that uh, I I think AEW is going to go out there and produce every Saturday. They're not going to produce that type of show, level of show every Saturday. I hope that they do or somewhere close to that, but uh, how is AEW Collision to you moving forward after this Saturday night on, you know, a summer Saturday, what it means for AEW? What what is the energy now for you and your opinion about AEW going into the summer? A little bit different to you uh, as it compares to uh, before this debut show? Yeah, well, let me ask you. I mean, I'll flip it to you real quick, right? Without CM Punk and without this MJF Adam Cole feud that we're supposedly getting, what? Because Forbidden Door is kind of like an all-star game. Yeah. Where... Is anything watchable right now besides that? No. So those are two major programs, right, that we need. So what do you think? I mean, truthfully, like they needed this. They needed CM Punk, but they also need that other side of MJF and Adam Cole. Listen, man, you know, you could sit here, we could sit here and dissect everything that happened within the last nine months of CM Punk being out and what he said and what they said and the fight at all out. Um, CM Punk is not lying about anything he said on Saturday night. They, They need him... The company knows that they need him. The Bucks, they'll never admit that they need him. Kenny Omega will never admit that they need him. But the show is completely different when he's on. There was a different vibe on that Saturday night with his presence compared to any of the shows in the last nine months on Wednesday. And I'm not taking anything away. And I'm not speaking ill will and negatively about MJF and Adam Cole and all these other great talents in the company. There is just nobody in that company on the level of CM Punk, there is not, and I don't give a fuck. The guy can, can could commit cold blooded murder in the middle of the ring, and I think people would fucking forgive him. And they need his star power. And, and there is there's yeah, not there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference between a um, star and an attraction. Yeah, and CM Punk is an attraction. Roman Reigns is an attraction. Um, so yeah, they need him just like they need, you know, a lot of other people on that on that show. So CM Punk, FTR, uh, holy shit, is Andrade good? Like Collision was just. It was very refreshing because, uh, you know, Punk, then the match, and everyone's all over CM Punk. Well, he didn't look great, blah, 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 blah. Give it some time, guys. Like, did John Cena look good at WrestleMania 39? He didn't. He had been away for a while. But, I mean, everyone, you know, just wants to just be like, ah, CM Punk. Who said he didn't look good? Oh, please. I mean, I could go scroll through tweets. That's I just why they don't put have him the in a, That's why they put him in a six-man tag. Right. And everyone's like, oh, they did that, you know, because uh, they're, they're gearing up for the elite. And, no, they did it to protect him. They did it protect, to protect Punk. I mean, I, and again, you know, I just, Andrade's so good. Um, the Wardlow match was okay, but Collision was collision was refreshing because you're starting to see some of the talent that AEW has that wasn't getting a lot of television time, now getting time on Saturday nights. Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks, they actually took what Punk said lightheartedly, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select said, and told those that inquire that things are okay for now, and they should be okay. I don't think there'll be any outlandish uh, fights or comments made from this point moving forward. Punk is actively planned for this week's Dynamite. I'm not surprised by that, Drew, as it's going to be in Chicago. He's not announced for the show yet, but uh, rumors are that he will be there. Uh, also, 
Forbidden Door is coming up, and he does not have a match. What does CM Punk do at the show, man? I was thinking about this, and I'm like, Kent is really, he's really dumbing the rumors down. Maybe, maybe it is Kenta, but then I think, if it is Kenta, who the fuck wins the match? That's going to be a political nightmare. He's not going to lose to his finishing move. Punk is not going to lose to Kenta's move, which he fucking basically plagiarized. I mean, that's a nightmare creatively waiting to happen. Or, or MJF really does not wrestle Tanahashi, and we get CM Punk wrestling Tanahashi. Maybe we get CM Punk, Tanahashi, and MJF in the same fucking match. See, thumbs, thumbs down to Punk and Kenta. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. No, no offense, Kenta, but I could care less, okay? <laughs> yeah. The match, I mean, no. CM Punk jumping in for MJF because MJF doesn't want to wrestle some indie New Japan pro wrestling legend. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, and again, strange that the guy who's going to main event your Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which it should be the main event, unless it's Danielson, which could happen too, is not going to be on the go home. I, I understand. Yeah, that is a little bizarre. I understand what's happening. Like, they don't want the elite and punk supposedly in the same building at the same time. But we're going to have to put that shit to bed because we're going to have pay-per-views. We're going to have big events, and we're going to need all the star power we can get. So, you know, unless this was decided weeks ago, and we just don't need you guys on the show, when I don't know how you wouldn't need the Bucks and Omega on any show because you need them on every show, I, it's a little strange for me. I, I guess it's uh, something that they figured they could fix with a video package or a vignette, and there's enough story there with this audience where they don't need to have Kenny Omega there, but it is it is rather silly to have that main event and then him not be on that show to at, like least, Seth, at least retaliate yeah. from the attack that Will Ospreay did uh, on Dynamite. Right, and it's like Seth Rollins not being on the go-home before Money in the Bank with a big match against Finn Balor. It makes no sense. I don't care how much beef there is. This is the wrestling business. Why but, isn't your main event one of your biggest stars here on the go-home? Is I, he going to be on Collision? Who? Punk? Kenny or, Omega? Or, no, no, he's not. No. And this mm-hmm. is dumb. And Toronto. Never mind, never mind. He's not right. going to be in Canada for that show. He'll be in Canada, but not on that show. Uh, what does Punk do? You, you, Tanahashi, does MJF wrestle? I don't think MJF should wrestle. We've been saying this for yes. weeks. Yeah, you know, I I MJF, should, MJF should not be on the show. He's above it. His character is above it. He doesn't care about wrestling these dream matches because he's not that type of guy, not that type of wrestler. So if that's the way to get out of the Tanahashi match and you insert Punk into that, because Punk did Man, carry- what a, what, what a fucking scene that would be. If MJF backs out of wrestling Tanahashi, defending the AEW Championship, but Punk defends his AEW championship that he had in the red sack on collision against Tanahashi. That's and then come Wednesday, I'd love to see Punk on on Dynamite confront MJF or MJF confront Punk about look, you're the fucking champion. What are you doing defending the championship? I got the championship. Right. And let me ask you this, uh JD. Would you rather see MJF versus CM Punk in London at Wembley or would you rather see the six man? Because I think we're getting either or. Is it Punk and MJF for the world championship or is it a six man tag match within the elite? And CMFTR. Which match do you want? I I, I go the six-man tag team match in London. I, I think that's the absolute biggest match that the company will probably produce up until this point. Uh, and th- this is their biggest show by far ever. So I think you go with that. And then all out. Then I think you do Punk and MJF for the world title. Uh, and a then you week click, later. Well, I, don't know, I don't know. Tony Khan said it's not going to be a week later. He didn't really divulge any plans. He didn't even say it was going to be in Chicago. So I don't, mm. I don't know. Uh, there's there's a media call that I'm a part of on Thursday. Maybe somebody will ask that question. I don't know. Okay. I'll ask it if they if they yeah. pick me. I doubt they will. Yeah. But. 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, Forbidden Door plans are wide open. What the fuck do the Bucks do, bro? Are they even going to be on right. Forbidden Door? That's the biggest thing, you know? right? And I, I'm going to ask you this, even though it's supposed to be later on in our show here. What do you do with the Bucks at Forbidden Door? I mean, I feel like the Bucks have ran through everybody they possibly could have in AEW. And I'm going to say this, and I want your take on it. But I think at the end of this contract, the Bucks are WWE bound. Nah. I know... I can't. I know it'd it. be a. I know it'd be a huge shot to AEW, but what? I mean, what? What? Ha, what do they have left to do in AEW? Well, what are they going to do in WWE? The Usos with Vince still looming. Oh, you can forget about that. Like Vince will. I. I mean, Vince. Vince is. You know, he's not going to be able to control and micromanage everything. I told. I know it's a big to do all over wrestling, Twitter, and everything else like that. But Vince doesn't micromanage everything. Like, does he have a say? Obviously, it's his goddamn company. But I mean. I don't know what the Bucks have left to do in AEW unless they're seriously going to be producers and all this other stuff and have a say in finishes, which I don't think they do and feuds anymore. I think the Bucks should hightail it to WWE, get some money, and take on some of the best tag teams in the world that they haven't fought yet. Truthfully, yeah, I would hate for them to leave AEW. I I, I, I don't see them being like I don't I don't want to say I don't see them being successful over there. I just don't trust the company to do. Uh, what they need to do with the young bucks? I would honestly say I would throw it right back at you. I would say I would say I would rather see Kenny Omega go to the, the WWE than the young bucks, and the young bucks stay with AEW, and they they end up being you know legitimate you know EVPs and management, and they they work backstage and they take care of what they need to do there. I, I just I would rather see Omega jump ship. There's more for me. There's more for me interesting with Kenny Omega jumping ship than the young bucks. I think there's more feuds and more money for Kenny than there are the Bucks because of Kenny's injury. We haven't had Kenny and Punk. We haven't had Kenny and Cole. We haven't had a lot of, you know, Kenny Omega matches that we could have. And I want the the belt collector. I want the cleaner. Yeah. I don't want this elite Kenny Omega, you know? Um, so I, I, I agree. Listen, there's a lot of money in Kenny and WWE too, but I don't know. I just don't know what the Bucks do anymore. Truthfully, besides this six man, who do the Bucks face at Forbidden Door? I, is there a tag team out there? I don't watch New Japan. I wish I could tell you. I mean, even if there is somebody there and I did watch and I had an answer for you, I probably wouldn't be interested in it. Right. But there's nothing there. I mean, I don't even Name know why. Name a feud I, in I, AEW you want to see them have now. Not really. The, right. only, the only feud that we care about is the one that's been building for the last nine months. But what does this main event do on, on Sunday Night, Drew? Is this, uh, is this something that could leave a big open to have the show go off the air in some huge uh, climactic way i mean do they just end with osprey winning the championship and fucking i'll see you on wednesday night i mean it, it sounds kind of lame there's no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all one of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Maybe. If it's me, I put Danielson and Okada in the main event, and I might catch a lot of crap for this because I know it's not for a, a championship. But, I mean, that is the... We've seen Omega and Osprey, and they've had bangers, yeah. okay? Absolute classics, no doubt about it. If that's your, that's your tea, you're going to have many cups of it. But for me, Danielson and Okada is something where I'm like, I might fly to Toronto for that. The other matches I've seen, I could give a shit less about, uh, you know... The, the Jack Perry match, it just came out of the blue. And I love Jack Perry, but I just, I could care less about it. It now, might all, be a great all match. I, all I heard about uh, Sonata, and I'm not really too familiar with him. I know who he is, but I'm not really familiar with him. Oh, he's boring. Oh, he's just like a Didn't transitional champ. Didn't they catch a champ. lot of shit? Yeah. Making him a the lot champion. Of shit for, yeah. 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 I mean, clearly this match is made because Tony Khan loves Jungle Boy. <laughs> you know, and maybe, maybe it leaves Hook uh, open to turn heel, which I would not really... Advise. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I would actually like to see Jungle Hook become a, a, a stable thing in WWE, uh, in AEW. I would rather uh, that happen because I heard rumors of Hook jumping to WWE, which I didn't really believe when I read them. I don't know why Taz would uh, okay that when he works for the company. But um, well, Taz is going to do best by his son, and if he believes the best deal for him is with WWE, then he takes it. But the fact of the matter is, is that we haven't really heard Hook deliver a promo, and that's a massive problem. Yes. No offense, love the kid, super talented. I love his father. His father is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm out. Rushmore has Taz on it for numerous reasons, which I will not get into. But I, it, he's there because Taz was Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar, and yes, he was undersized and everything else, but he was a believable badass who could beat the shit out of you yes so uh go back and watch taz from 96 to 98 to 90 and, and, anyway. and just to add on top of that you know taz is actually not not to get uh, in a taz uh mark out moment here, but he, he actually is a trendsetter for what mm -hmm. we do here he was i used to listen to his show uh a lot on cbs or whatever CBS, yeah. yeah whatever affiliate he was a part of he had a great yeah. show he did he did. He's a good guy, too. But the fact of the matter is, is that um, Hook would have to have a mouthpiece. I mean, Heyman, sure. Yeah. Yes. But, and that's just, I mean, that's like a match made in heaven. But I'm just saying, you know, that's, I, I don't, you know, I like Hook, but I got to see him talk. Hear him talk, you know, I I, I got to see all that. And I, WWE, if you got to make it there, you got to have the complete package. Little uh, little losing note here from AEW as well. Uh, I know Drew mentioned this on uh, on Twitter earlier this morning because all of the uh, smart mark geeks out there that don't have a fucking clue, uh, they love to uh, dumb down AEW anytime that they have good news coming their way. Drew, there was an uptick in ticket sales through a lot of markets since Saturday and CM Punk showing up on Collision, man. So now Collision shows are doing fairly well in some of the markets where they were not doing fairly well. And a lot of that has to do with CM Punk. Why do you think that is coming from your knowledge of the whole ticket situation and the ticket background? Were, were fans, I guess, a little hesitant? Maybe they didn't think CM Punk was going to show up. Or maybe they watched Collision and they realized what we are talking about now. Holy fuck, there's a lot of good storylines coming out of this, man. I want to be a part of these shows if CM Punk is going to be feuding with the Elite. You know, I... The thing that bothered me the most about what I saw from Saturday is like, okay, take this show and take it out of the United Center and see how that. Shut up. Like, seriously, <laughs> shut up. It was a good show. Andrade, fantastic. CM Punk's promo then led to the main event, then the main event match with talent after Listen, talent. Listen, man, after how, talent. Many, how many tickets did WWE sell for Money in the Bank, man? The O2 Arena is one of the largest arenas in the entire world. They did well. They did well. How many tickets did they sell there? I'd have to go look at the, the chart and the manifest. It's over 40? 40,000? Yeah. No, the O2 is not that big, JD. That the O2 is like maybe 20 at best. 
Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking yeah, it was like uh, fucking forty, fifty thousand. No, 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 no. They were they tried that with Money in the Bank in Las Vegas, yes. and that was terrible. Remember? Um, I want to say the O2 Arena. I could look at yeah, the max they can have is about twenty to twenty one thousand. Oh, they saw that shit out then. Oh, they'll and they'll sell. You know, they're probably at uh, the last I looked, they're at sixteen, seventeen. But you know, they'll move. Um, and that's with the stage and everything else like that, which could be a smaller stage. So they'll probably get to 20. Um, but no, I mean, WWE's done well and their ticket sales have been higher. But again, we've talked about this at nauseum. WWE had went through a period where their ticket sales were shit, absolute dog shit. And right now, AEW's kind of going, and they're three years old, guys, three, four years old. Like, let them breathe. But Collision has seen an uptick in ticket sales because of what people saw on Saturday. Yeah. If they got the I'm just happy to be here. See him, but no, it's never going to work. And he's not that. So now people want to see him. He's a fucking attraction. You got one fuck for me. Two yeah, now. I, God I, damn it. Listen, man. I, listen, I know you don't uh, like uh, spewing the type of language like I do on the show, but uh, it's welcome here. I hear you. I just, you know, sometimes my kid wants to watch. <laughs> I, know, I want I know, him I going around it. the house being like. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I completely understand. Uh, one, uh, yes. Yeah, so CM Punk, yes, is an attraction. So all, all those uh, geeks online can uh, shut up as we have a great summer moving forward with Punk. Uh, hopefully doing big business for AEW. One last thing I do want to talk about as far as the AEW stuff is, Drew. MJF and Adam Cole on Dynamite. 30-minute pay-per-view level classic to open the show. I was not sure personally what they were going to do. It, it, it honestly looked like it might have been a, a good old Vinnie Mac bait and switch by Tony Khan to get mm. this match on Dynamite and then maybe build a storyline for it to happen later on down the line. But they went out there, had a great fucking match. I don't know what they're going to do to follow up what they did on, on Wednesday night. But I love the ending. I love how everything kind of transpired. I love that it went 30 minutes to a time limit draw. What did you think about that? I've I seen a lot of people say, oh, it went too long. Or, you know, I didn't like the ending. But, I mean, it leaves the door open for another match. And if we're getting that level of competition between MJF and Adam Cole, why wouldn't you be interested in now a second match? Right, and that's the thing. Like, that match was to get the audience, the, the people there, the viewers at home, interested in a world title match, which I was interested in after the promo. Now the match goes to a 30-minute draw. MJF is this close to getting beat, and we get the, you know, the bell ringing, and MJF knew it, and Adam Cole asked for five minutes, et cetera, et cetera. So I loved it. I loved the story. I loved everything. MJF being a heel, walking out, being like, no. And then he gets the match, you know, announced with Tanahashi. And it leaves the door open for a Cole feud and a rematch, which we desperately need for MJF. Because I think these two are going to have some fantastic chemistry further down the road. Because we saw a little bit of it last Wednesday, last week on Dynamite. And I'm, I'm more than looking forward to this feud. Whether they do it at All In, All Out, or wherever. Uh, this has classics written all over and i'd love to see a ladder match between these two truthfully because yeah you know I, mean, I see I, I know you i think you put it on twitter that um mm -hmm. and i it, when you said that uh, i'm thinking to myself you know you, you you may be right because mjf's been going around oh i had the best uh fatal four-way match oh i had the best iron man match oh i had the dog best uh dog collar match he, he's gonna go out there and have the best match of every fucking kind that he could possibly be in to defend that title um ladder match may be that for adam cole uh, I would love to see, you know, you asked me before, the Elite versus uh, CMFTR at All In. I would do that match like you said, bro. I think that's a great idea. Ladder match with MJF, Adam Cole at All In, and then we do MJF and CM Punk at All Out whenever that happens. I think that would be one hell of a one-two main event for uh, AEW. And uh, MJF is a student of the game. He yeah. loved the Shawn Michaels-Scott uh, Hall ladder match at WrestleMania 12, uh, 10. What wasn't there to love about that? So... 
I do believe that you will see that match sooner rather than later, whether it's with Cole or somebody else. MJF is going to have a ladder match with a top tier athlete soon. And uh, Cole let, is that guy. You know, man, a lot of people are like, oh, Adam Cole's not the same Adam Cole. He was on the Triple H and NXT. Um, I mean, MJF, not to fucking toot the guy's uh, horn here, but every time MJF's in the ring with somebody, man, you just see the, you, it's almost like you see their soul come out. This is who I am, man. You know, Adam Cole was brought back to life by MJF. I didn't think we were ever going to get Adam Cole back to what he was in the uh, Undisputed Era. And, and he was fucking fantastic on, on Wednesday night. And look what they've done with MJF, right? You want to talk about protecting your world champion. This is a masterclass in that. Whether MJF was going to be a fantastic world champion or not, he has proven to be both on the mic and in the ring. He has had some fantastic dance partners since winning that AEW world championship. I mean, you don't get any better than what he has had in terms of a list of opponents. The only other people you get throw in there is Omega and Punk. We haven't had that yet. And could you imagine when that happens? I mean... They have done a very good job of establishing MJF as their top-tier level talent because he is that, but they've also protected the hell out of him with his booking, which you should yes. as a promotion. That's why I was surprised about the match taking place on Wednesday, but I said this with Jesse on Wednesday during my post-show. MJF, wrestler of the year, nobody's even close right now. And I'm even putting him over all Marines. Yeah, I, I would agree with you in terms of um, in volume yeah. and in-ring, absolutely. He's had more matches than Roman Reigns, so that's, and if we're talking about Meltzer, Dave, I love you, <laughs> but we know you're going to go with MJF, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the PWI uh, top uh, 500 or whatever it is, I mean, it, it always causes a stir every year, so I think MJF is uh, going to take that number one crown for sure. But Dynamite, Collision, Forbidden Door, it's all about AEW this week. I'm sure Drew and I will be doing some spaces this weekend. Yes. Get you guys ready for it. We'll do some predictions as well. So uh, it's going to be a big, big weekend as far as all elite wrestling is concerned. Uh, moving over to, uh, let's talk about SmackDown, because we got a lot of uh, raw news and notes uh, coming up. SmackDown, I don't know what you thought of SmackDown, Drew. I uh, I watched sucks, the show. Uh, the listen, man, I watched it after House of Glory at 1 o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep as soon as Charlotte Flair came on television. And um, well, it's like, what's going on there, bro? Two minute, they, they, they two minute matched you to death. The fuck are they I, doing over there? I think they know what their bread and butter is, and that's the bloodline of Roman Reigns. And I mean, and they, you know, circulated the whole show around it, which they should have. Um, but you could have given me a little more. But meat. AJ Styles and Carrying Cross two minutes. Can we stop? <laughs> I, listen, listen. Love like, me some Carrying Cross, but that man is done in WWE. I'm sorry. No, nah, come on. I, I like. Listen, they have all. That guy has all the talent and tools in the world. But for some reason, he is just not resonating with this audience. So I, I would have loved to have seen him in AEW, but he's with WWE. I hope they make the best of it. We could easily turn this around, but man, I am just, I'm not interested. I'm not sorry. Well, we got the bloodline civil war announced for money in the bank. WWE announced this on their uh, SmackDown Saturday morning show called SmackDown lowdown. Uh, we got uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Jimmy and Jay Uso tag team match at Money in the Bank. You know, Drew and I talked about this last week. Is this going to be something that WWE kind of, I guess, hides Roman's reign behind, putting him in a uh, battle of attrition here with his family? I don't know, but um, the Civil War, bro, I, I don't even know who wins this match. Somebody asked me yesterday during a Super Chat segment after uh, Monday Night Raw, who wins this match? I don't even know. And to be honest with you, I don't even care. Because yeah. that's what I love about it the most. It could go to Roman and Solo. It could go to Jimmy and Jay. But if I had to choose one and he had a gun to my head, I'm going to go with Jimmy and Jay Uso to win that tag team match at Money in the Bank. 
Yeah, and here's the thing. Like you said, I don't care who wins this. I mean, this is a match we've all been clamoring for, and if you haven't, you're full of shit. Um, so, you know, just sit down and shut up because the bloodline has been the best storyline in WWE for the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years. So this is going to bleed into SummerSlam. What happens? Who knows? But clearly, to your point, WWE is kind of putting Roman in these other matches to keep his reign, no pun intended, going which they clearly want a long one. And they could have pulled the trigger on Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. They're not, unless some sort of miracle happens. But I, I listen, the bloodline feud and everything else that's going on, I'm here for the civil war, the splitting. Could we get some new members of the bloodline? Possibly. I don't know. The rumor is that, um, let's get your take on this. I mean, you know, I'm not really familiar of the gorilla. I know who they are, but G.O.D., is that possible here? Is that the way WWE is going to go? They're going to remove two and add some? If it was up to Triple H, I, I think he absolutely would to add layers that we pretty much only dream of seeing in WWE. I, I don't think Vince McMahon knows who fucking Tamatanga is and Tangaloa and Gorillas of Destiny. I don't even think he gives a shit about what happens over at New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I would love to see it. It makes sense. It builds the tag team division at the same time while giving the Usos something to do while not worrying about Roman Reigns, because what's going to happen with the bloodline? Is it after this, you got to start asking these questions now because it's never too early to be asking these questions. After this tag team match, what does Roman do at SummerSlam? Like, what, right, what, what, what do you do? Do you do, do you do Jay Uso and go back to that Hell in a Cell situation where they battled one-on-one? Do they do Jimmy versus Roman? Do they do Jimmy versus Roman versus Jay Uso? I have no fucking clue. I don't know. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, are we having a triple threat at SummerSlam? You know, we having Jimmy, Jay, and Roman? I, I, maybe. I don't know. But how do we extend this into SummerSlam? Because that's where they're headed. And who is going? Because if you beat the Usos, right, then what? It, the meat is completely off the bone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we get Roman versus Solo at SummerSlam. He leaves the group, joins the, joins his brothers. Roman's all by himself, and maybe. To your point earlier that you alluded to with somebody like Gorillas of Destiny coming on, and maybe Roman builds a whole new bloodline with Paul Heyman, and we get Roman's new bloodline versus the old bloodline. I have no fucking clue, man. I, I, I don't really know. But that's the great thing about this, because we don't know, and everything is just so wide open. It could go in so many different ways. That's what makes this great, and that's what makes pro wrestling great. Yeah, and again, you know, maybe that happens at SummerSlam. Maybe, you know, we get a rematch and it's a cage match or something, and then we see G.O.D. I, I just feel like if we're going to continue this, and it seems like this might bleed into the the, the fall, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I, where else does Roman go? They're going to need something because this tag match and then these two versus these two is only going to last you so long. I know a lot of people are like, well, why don't you put AJ Styles in there against Roman or Bobby Lashley? <laughs> no. Now, we've seen that. Why are you going to use those guys to ultimately get you to, oh, yeah, we had a match, and they're going to lose? I don't yeah, give a no. fuck about Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Who cares? Nope. No, thanks. Don't care either. There's no point. I, I don't want Roman to feed on anybody else, truthfully. No, I mean, he's, how much more does he need to feed? <laughs> but what, is he, what else does he need to feed on? It's over. Anyways. He's beat, I mean, he's beating everybody. SmackDown, I mean, that's legitimately in on SmackDown. There's nobody... On SmackDown for Roman Reigns. SmackDown was two-minute matches left and right. Um, and just no interest. You know, Grayson Waller's over there. Uh, I don't know what you heard about Grayson Waller. Uh, uh, some people are telling me he's injured. I, I heard he's injured. Then I read he's not injured. And the, the WWE slow-building him back up. 
I mean, it's been two months now. You got somebody like that called up from NXT, Drew, and you don't have them in the ring when we know that they are an accomplished act, promo, and pro wrestler. Grayson Waller could be the total package. I hate when people compare him to The Miz, but, I mean, you got a guy waiting that's going to give your your show some much-needed fresh air. You know, you could put it, what, what the fuck is Austin Theory doing with the United States title? Why not right. have Why not have that title come to the forefront while Roman is battling with his family? Where's the United States title in this? You got a guy yeah, like but- Grayson Waller just sitting around fucking doing talk shows. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Grayson Waller and Rhea Ripley. Rhea doing squashes, not real. Yeah, and it's just, all right, so if they're injured, I mean, this isn't like Bill Belichick and the Patriots where we got to hide things. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you know, it would give us more clarity to be like, okay, at least they're giving him and her airtime while they're hurt like they did with Steve Austin when Owen dropped them on his neck. You know, I, I just, I don't understand, like, what's what's the direction of Waller? A couple weeks with these things, fine. But as long as this has been going and as talented as Grayson is, come on. Yeah, find it's, something for it's, a, it's a waste. It's very, very bizarre that they're slow building him. I don't know what they think is going to happen with him hosting a talk show. Like, I don't even think he was the star of those talk shows. Like, when you got Asuka and you got Bianca and you got Charlotte out there, it's like, who's going to be paying attention to Grayson Waller? Yeah, Nobody. he was an afterthought. He was just a talking head. You know, it's it was different when you had... Um, Jericho doing his talk show, and even The Miz. I mean, they were still involved. They were still kind of getting into feuds. I mean, the whole Jericho, when he had his thing, everybody he brought in there, he had a match with eventually. Yes. You know? So this is, yeah, it's very strange. And to me, it's um, it's not doing him any help. I mean, TV time is one thing. We all They all need it. But it's time to get that man in the ring. Look what happened to Bray, how long they screwed around with that, and then people just didn't give a shit. Yep. And when he comes back, I'm not going to give a shit at all. Um, But SmackDown, nothing really happened over there uh, outside the bloodline. Very, very uh, lackluster show. And WWE, typical pay-per-view lull. They'll just throw whatever on television to get through the week because they got everything planned out for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and they don't really give a shit uh, going into uh, London at all. They'll just give you whatever they can on on Monday and Friday. Uh, Moving over to Raw, Drew, we have... um, Obviously, it was reported that Vince McMahon, uh, every time Vince McMahon's in the news, some people have heart palpitations. Uh, he, he made drastic changes to the show, apparently. Uh, opening segment plans were nixed, apparently. This is coming from Sap over at Fightful. He reported that McMahon made drastic changes, in quotes, to the show, including opening segment with Rollins. Dave Meltzer reported that the original plans called for Rollins to host the challenge, the open challenge in the opening segment. And Meltzer went on to say the plan was the open challenge. The open challenge was supposed to happen till the last minute. Then Vince changed the first 30 minutes of the show is what I heard was totally changed. So I don't know what they had planned for the open challenge. A lot of people were like, well, Johnny Gargano makes sense. It's in Cleveland and he could use a nice rub on TV to lose. That's what people were saying. Then Sap came out and said that Johnny Gargano was not the plan in Cleveland. We'll get to Gargano in a second because I did find it to be weird that he didn't even make the show. Um, the open challenge, I complained about this to you last week. I don't know why they went back and did it. I don't know whose ideal was it for a second week in a row. But I'm glad that it actually got canceled. Now, the thing that I had a problem with was Rollins and Balor, the way that they opened the show with Balor attacking Rollins. I don't know why they didn't save that for next week. And why they didn't do Braun Breaker attacking Rollins the way Balor did last night, because it would have sold the match for tonight. 
It just didn't make any sense. And so they had Braun Breaker come out and cut this very, I don't even know how you call it. Like, it was a very low, low-energy promo. Like, who the fuck is this guy? This is not Braun Breaker. Is this Vince McMahon's version of Braun Breaker? Because I know that ain't the Braun Breaker I know in NXT. Well, I, two points to this, right? So, you know, me and you both said we didn't like that Seth Rollins was having an open challenge two weeks before he was supposed to face yes. Finn Balor at Money in the Bank. It was kind of pointless. So they switched it, yeah. and we're still bitching about it. That's point number one. I, th- I think if Vince did, quote-unquote, change this, right? Because Meltzer's report is accurate. The, the open challenge was supposed to open the show. So is Sean Ross Sapp. Um, I, but I don't know who was going to answer all this other crap. But I will say this. I was happy by the way this transpired because it gave Finn heat. It gave that match some fire that we needed because – what okay, great Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Who gives a shit? Does anybody really believe that Seth Rollins dropping this championship? No, after Monday night. You know, I'm interested. Where All I right. wasn't interested. So why didn't before. they do it? Why didn't they do it next week? I I, I mean they could have, truthfully, but here's the thing, right? Does anybody re- are you watching NXT? I'm not. Does anybody give I mean, a shit? I'll go back, I'll go back and watch that match just to Me see too. how Bre- just to see how Breaker fares in the match with Rollins. But well, I mean, you got this mega match with one of your breakout guys in the company, and you're not building any story about it going into Tuesday. That was the ample opportunity to give Breaker some heat. If Drew, they're gonna move him to Monday Night Raw, which apparently they are. I think the biggest mistake is having this Breaker-Rollins match in the first place. We don't need it. doesn't make sense, yes. He should have just shown up after Money in the Bank, beat down Rollins, and then had a match with him on Monday Night Raw, pop a rating, and obviously Breaker loses, but he still gets some shine. He still gets, you know, whatever he needs to get in that match with Seth Rollins. He's the world heavyweight champion, and Breaker's off to the races. You know, then we can have, you know, I mean, we don't need to have a Brock Lesnar-esque debut with Braun Breaker that everyone wants. I would have enjoyed it myself, but we don't need it. Brock, you know, Braun doesn't need to come in and just beat the shit out of a Jeff Hardy-esque type of wrestler on the roster. That doesn't need to happen. It doesn't. So uh, the match with Seth is, is, is pointless to me, besides probably Seth going back to, you know, Vince, Triple H, whomever else. Triple H already knows how Breaker is and saying, yeah, the kid's really good. I don't know. I like the, I like Breaker's promo. I like the way that, you know, Miz and Champa, you know, kind of got into this thing. And that was the perfect way to re-debut uh, Champa because that was Miz's former friend and he didn't call him, et cetera, et cetera. I liked what they did. But again, this all circulates around why isn't Breaker doing this? I don't, this, this match with Breaker didn't need to happen. That's the biggest mistake. Truth. So what, why, why do we need Rollins? I mean, maybe you're right. I have no, I have no fucking clue. We, we talked about this last week that Nick Khan wants to make NXT into a viable third brand. Maybe this is their way of getting ratings on Tuesday night where they're really not getting any, any more new interest in the show. Do we really need Rollins to have a match with Breaker to know that no. he's good? Or, the, you know, why doesn't management already know that he's, that he's ready to go? No, it, you know, it just, I, I don't understand why they did this match. If they're trying to show that, you know, the networks or the potential suitors that, hey, we could pop a rating if we just throw one of our main Raw or SmackDown stars on, how is that helping establishing your brand? It's not. You're, you're selling that brand. You're not selling Raw or SmackDown. And the stars on Raw or SmackDown can't continuously pop over to NXT. So I, to me, I don't, I don't get why this match happens on NXT. I really don't. I just think they don't know what to do with Breaker yet. They don't have a plan for him at the main roster, it seems, unless maybe it's going to happen after Money in the Bank, and they're just like, shit, let's just have Seth and Breaker go after each other. I, it made no sense to me. It makes no sense. None. You know? 
It just makes no, it, it doesn't. It makes no sense. Uh, now, the way my brain works is if you're moving Breaker up, it, let, let's say he's going to lose tonight. No, no doubt mm -hmm. about it. He probably, uh, he's on his way to losing right now. Um, he's going to lose the match this match. Is happening, actually? I, I don't know, probably. I don't know, within the next okay. 15 minutes, maybe. Um, he's okay. going to lose. And then he gets called up to Monday Night Raw. What does he do on Monday Night Raw? We got Rollins as the world champion. Do, does he feud and continue to feud with Rollins? He certainly ain't winning the Intercontinental Championship from Gunther. I mean, that's just locked up until, you know, whoever takes that belt off Gunther. What, what does he do on Monday Night Raw? Because you can't have him floating around at the bottom of the barrel feuding with uh, some, some no-name no guy. I, I honestly feel like he would be better off on SmackDown, to be quite honest with you. Well, I think the SmackDown talent pool is loaded. Um, it is and loaded. Yeah, I mean, Breaker could go over there and beat Theory because, truthfully, yes. I mean, you know, not a lot of people have enjoyed Theory's United States Championship run. It's been a long one. I have, um, and I understand, like, they could get that championship off of Theory. But then again, tell me what Austin Theory does after that. Is he going after Roman? Because no. he's going to get squashed. No. And is that what you guys want? Probably not. So, I mean, I would... Throw a breaker on Raw, and, you know, we there's many things that he could do. He doesn't need to automatically win a championship. I mean, again, we don't need to automatically, instantaneously hotshot everything. Let's chill for a little bit. Let's see what they have for breaker. Him versus Seth is 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 good, you know. Uh, it, it's good for Braun. It's good for that 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 kid he's going there is, to there is there is some for him to do over there. Ricochet, maybe yeah. a Bronson Reed, Tommaso Ciampa. You know, that, that would be a nice, uh, you know, lower-level feud for him to get uh, acquainted with. And then they can they can really kind of re reignite that because Breaker was the one who took the title off of Champa. Right, and Breaker could have some wins against some, you know, mid-carders that establishes him as a credible threat to either Gunther or whomever else, you know? Yeah. Uh, Breaker is a more credible threat in nine months from now to Seth's reign if he's still champion than he would be to Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on Braun Breaker. I think uh, I think the heel turn had uh, completely changed my perception of him. I thought he was good as a babyface, but really very, very paint by the numbers WWE style babyface. And he didn't really he didn't really go and kind of pull that Steiner out of him. You know, it was kind of hidden away. They wanted him to be his own man, which I get. But I mean, his family is so fucking great, and his family is so so charismatic that I wanted to see some of that in him on television. But now and now that he's a heel, he's coming out, and he's actually more so developing his own persona, which I think he's, he's really portraying very good. And I, I want to see him kind of build upon that on Monday Night Raw. I think he's turned into a great heel in the little time that he has been a heel. Yeah, and again, I think Breaker could be face or heel here, and he... He's fine regardless. I mean, I you know, I like Breaker as a heel. I'm with you, but he could do both sides and be okay. I mentioned Tommaso Ciampa. Possible feud if Breaker does make it to Monday Night Raw. He returned in Cleveland on Monday night in the open. Uh, I love Tommaso Ciampa dearly. Him and Gargano, they are the reason why I am Mr. Black and Gold. They reignited my passion for WWE as a whole in what they did. One of the greatest stories that they've ever told in WWE, in my honest opinion, not just in NXT, all WWE. Some of the greatest matches that you will ever find produced in WWE history. And two of the greatest wrestlers that I think WWE employs right now. But he came back. They gave him his old black and gold theme music, which I was very happy about. It was music to my ears. He beats The Miz. They tie up that little story that they had before he went out with the hip injury. And now he's back. But we didn't get Johnny Gargano. I know a lot of fans were upset that Johnny Gargano did not come back in Cleveland. 
Uh, and DIY is rumored to be getting back together. What did what did you think of Champa coming back? Are you upset about Johnny Gargano not being there? Or uh, I guess how would you interpret Johnny Gargano not being there? To me, I, I felt like it was a low blow to Johnny. I don't know why. I mean, if they could book fucking Natalia and uh, Rhea Ripley in, in a non-match, they, they could have easily made room for Johnny Gargano on this show. But Tommaso Champ is going to add a, a lot of much-needed depth to this I would say boring roster right now because there's nothing going on. I was happy to see him back, and he looks phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Gargano, yeah, we, you didn't need him. I get it. It's Cleveland. But to me, it's like everybody was expecting that, right? And where did he— Toronto. Where did, right. So can we shut up about this stuff? <laughs> it's, it's his hometown. and the, No, like, no. I thought the, the Champa stuff was great because he was Mrs. Lackey, and I was like, what are we doing here? Like, this guy is so talented. And he's just sitting behind Miz. And I understand the learning tree and all that other stuff, but it just didn't fit Champa. It didn't. Now Champa comes back, old school theme, which I know you were happy about. And he beats Miz, and Miz took care of him. And Tommaso's back, and he says he's coming for Seth Rollins and all that other stuff. Like that's another feud that if it does happen, that everyone sitting in here that says WWE sucks is full of shit, they'd go and watch that match and that feud over and over and over again because you know those matches are going to be good. I think we need to stop with all this stuff and the expectations. If DIY comes back, great, awesome. That's another tag team. That and I, you want to talk about Kevin Owens and Sammy taking on DIY? I'm fu- I'm here for it. Yeah, well, I, I, see, see the way that I think is I, I know you say it's not a big deal, and, mm-hmm. and I get your point that you know him not showing up in Cleveland's not big of a deal. There's a time and a place. You know, Triple H is probably waiting for something to happen where he unleashes that to the audience. Right. But you know, Cody's looking for partners against uh, Judgment Day last night. Why couldn't it be return of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in Cleveland? Why couldn't Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa team with Cody Rhodes? Why does why does it need to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens when they're feuding with Imperium and they're not really doing anything with the Judgment Day? That's that's where that's where I go, man. That's where that's where my mind creatively goes. No. What do you, what do you mean? No. 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 <laughs> why? That would have been a great rub to reintroduce not, both both of them. I'm not sitting here saying like it wouldn't be a great match because it would, but I mean that's just it's just cold. Here, here's DIY with Cody. So what? What do you Cody, mean? Been- uh, Cody's so over, right? Like, there you go. Help these guys get over. Get. All right, let's, <laughs> let's no. 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 Come on, man. No. You. They're going to build that. When that happens, it's going to be a moment. Just those two showed up where Cody's like, I called some buddies, and they're going to be here. And then it's yeah. DIY. He's going to be like, all right, cool. I, I get it. But what is that? Is, is DIY going to a program with Judgment Day? Who no. knows? You know that Balor and Priest are not winning the money in the bank. They're probably going to have to, like, be, you know, frenemies and stay in Judgment Day and go after those tag titles. That's where it seems like we're headed, right? Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. I don't know. All right, then. Uh, Tommaso Champ is back. I'm happy he's back. Uh, what we uh, do with him moving forward, I don't know. You know, you talk about Gunther in the IC title. He's a possibility. Gargano's a possibility. I think they're greater together. Uh, like you said, I'd love to see Owens and Zayn versus DIY at SummerSlam if Triple H has his way. That's the match. But uh, Gargano was not on on Raw last night. Who knows why? It, may, it might have been some of the drastic changes that Vince McMahon uh, went out there and made on Monday. But it, it doesn't Are sit well done? with me. It doesn't. Are sit you well done with, with this Vince McMahon shit, bro? It's never. It's never stopping, ladies and gentlemen. Vince McMahon. I th- is still with WWE till the day he dies. Bro, he's 50% booking this show. It's, it's, it's legitimately a 50-50 split. It's 50-50 booking. 
That's rumor and innuendo. No, 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 no. Come on, man. You you could watch and see what's going on. Oh, for on. sure. There, you could see there's moments where you're like, mm, okay, that's Vince. Got this it. This whole fucking you know? Maxine Dupree shit. That's all Vince McMahon, bro. It's all Vince. Yeah, and you want to know what Chad Gable is so talented? He's like Kurt Angle light, truthfully. And I know people are going to be like, you're crazy. No. Go sit and watch that, man. He is Kurt Angle light. And he could eventually be um, something wildly uh, successful in WWE because he sells. As a, he's as got a heel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I just remembered Cody helped Sammy and Kevin before. That's why he picked them. Yes, I know. I know why. All right. I All know. Right. They were in the main event. I know. I know. All right. Logan Paul. Well, another hot button topic on Monday Night Raw. Logan Paul announced himself in the Money in the Bank. A lot of people were like, well, is he going to answer a Seth Rollins open challenge? You know, it didn't really make any sense there. Thank God. Uh, but he, he did announce himself for the Money in the Bank. And you know, man, I, my, my, my fucking... Uh, my uh, my mouth now was drooling at the thought of talking about this. Why have qualifying matches if Logan Paul was only going to announce himself in the Money in the Bank anyway, and then waste the last three weeks of TV? Justified that that take would be justified. Yes. I'm right there with you. I mean, that's the way that's the way uh, uh, that all played out for me. I'm like, well, why is this guy announcing? But then they want to kind of throw it in your face, like. Yeah, they got Ricochet out there saying it doesn't make any sense. They got LA Knight on Raw Talk saying it doesn't make any sense. So why did you do it? Like, if you if you wanted Logan Paul in the Money in the Bank ladder match, then why did you give us qualifying matches and just not announce everybody that you wanted in the Money in the Bank? I feel like this maybe was a last-minute thing because, like you and I talked about last week, Drew, maybe they felt like they didn't have enough star power. But at this point, who gives a shit? The Money in the Bank ladder match is always a banger anyway. Who gives a shit who's in there? Yeah, and Logan Paul have a spot here that people will be like, holy shit, and we'll clip it a million times, and people will be like, oh, he's great, blah, 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 blah. And no doubt about it, Logan Paul's a fantastic athlete, marketing genius. He apparently makes YouTube videos for 14-year-old girls. Um, and you want to know what? I thought LA Knight is continuously, organically getting over and over and over and over and over, and that's the man who should win the money in the yes. bank. If they go with Logan Paul, which again, and Logan Paul gets into this match, it's heat, he doesn't have to... Uh, qualify, which pisses a lot of people off. I get it. Justified. It pissed the wrestlers off. They touched on it. Smart. Good business. I will tell you this right now. If Logan Paul wins that goddamn briefcase and challenges for a world championship and wins, I will come on here and I will have a JD-esque rant because that is something I don't want to see. If Logan Paul does win the money in the bank and he wants to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, or the United States Championship, fine. Even though I hate that. But that's the only way you could go with Logan. Because it's either LA Knight or it's Damian Priest who could challenge for those world championships. And that's it. Logan does not. You do not bring in a celebrity part-timer. Have him win the money in the bank and then win your grandest prize. No way. Well, Sorry. Why, well, why would we get a... Who wants to see a rematch between... Now, granted, it was a great match. But who wants to see a rematch from WrestleMania again at SummerSlam? Vince, is, Vince tends to do that, you know, not up and down the card every year, but he loves booking rematches that happen at WrestleMania and again at SummerSlam. I, I would not want to see that again. The way I see this happening is I hope he doesn't win it because I would be fucking pissed if LA Knight does not win this thing. There's only two guys in that match that even have an opportunity. LA Knight's number one, and Damian Priest is a dark horse. And, and there's a lot of creative fun that you could have with Damian Priest winning that ladder match. But LA Knight, that's his briefcase to win. I honestly think that, it is innocent. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, believe it or not. It's innocent that he's there, Drew. I think this maybe sets up a match at SummerSlam with Ricochet. Okay, and I wouldn't hate that because Ricochet that, will... Yes. 
Ricochet and him will have a good spot match yeah. and they'll take care of each other and all that other stuff. But again, you know, and I don't normally watch the chat live, but I popped in here for a second. So hello everybody. But I will say this. I see people being like, Logan's going to win the money. You guys really want that? You really there want are some that? people that actually do want that, yeah. For what? What? These are the same people that complain about part. Oh, but it's good up. business, man. <laughs> like, like, why do you Logan, care about WWE's business? I don't yeah, give Logan a shit. Being on the, yeah, Logan being on the show is good business. That's all that matters. They don't need him to hold their world heavyweight championship. That's just that's just stupid. Unless, yeah, and the other thing that I've seen, which I'm not going to take credit for because it's not my idea, and people who do that are scumbags. Uh, we have Logan win and then him and LA Knight have a feud and LA and Logan puts the money in the bank contract on the line and LA Knight wins it convoluted at best. Don't need it. I mean, that's another way you could go about it. That's why I mentioned Damian Priest winning it. Maybe Priest wins it. Maybe they have some creative fun there with Judgment Day. Maybe that's what splits Balor and Priest up from the Judgment Day. They replace Priest with JD McDonough and he's Mr. Money in the Bank. He turns babyface. And then maybe we get L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Maybe it's one or the other. Maybe it's Ricochet or L.A. Knight wrestling Logan Paul at SummerSlam. I honestly feel like L.A. Knight, this is the way I see it playing out. Ricochet, Logan Paul at SummerSlam. I think that would be a a really sports entertainment-esque TikTok, let's get the viral views type of match. Because that shit did mega numbers from the Royal Rumble, that spot in the Royal Rumble. And then we get L.A. Knight winning the briefcase and moving over to Raw and then challenging Rollins for the world title at SummerSlam. And I would actually put L.A. Knight over. I would, have, I, would, I would actually make L.A. Knight the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, and let's talk about that point that you just made, that Royal Rumble spot. We can go back and look at the views, the impressions, everything else. Yeah. We want to talk about business. That's all Logan Paul yes. needs to do here for WWE. Show up to the major five, you know, have a moment, have a good match, all this other stuff. You want to have Logan and a partner taking on Bad Bunny and a partner? Cool. I'm cool with that. I am. That's fine. Maybe LA Knight and Bad Bunny take on Logan Paul and, I don't know, somebody else. Name it. I don't give a shit. That's fine. But let's cut the crap with Logan Paul winning the money in the bank. Seriously. It's going to get people mad, sure. And then if he wins one of your world championships, the only one he could win is Seth. Seth, yeah. I'm out. I mean, is is Vince that crazy, man? Is Vince that uh, in control that he would just... Yeah, let's put Logan Paul in there, pal, and then have him win the fucking briefcase? I mean, is, is that something that's... A possibility, major possibility. If they drop the ball with LA Knight, the way that he's organically been getting over. I don't think Vince understands it. I honestly, I said this on my show last night. I think it's, I think it's a punishable offense because LA Knight is so over. They don't like it. They hate it. I don't think Vince truthfully has any say over what LA Knight's doing. I really don't. I and mean, he could be like, well, I don't, what, you know, he doesn't want- have any say. I just, I don't think that Vince is in, I think there's some things that Vince McMahon has his fingerprints all over. And a lot of you love the bloodline storyline. So do I. And that seems to be Michael Hayes and Vince McMahon. Um, And maybe some others, Heyman, et cetera, et cetera, that we don't know about. But I'm just saying, I don't think Vince McMahon, because we saw Vince McMahon's iteration of LA Knight and it sucked. Okay. This This screams Triple H. There are some things that scream Triple H on this Bronson Reed. We saw his version, Vince's version, and that sucked too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think Vince is probably like, all right, I, you know, I'll step away from these guys that I don't see shit in and you take it, Paul, Paul Levesque, Triple H, and you make it what you think you could do. I just think it's a punishable offense. I think the more you get over, the more Vince McMahon doesn't want you to get over because it's not on their fucking list of things to do. 
it's not their priority, but I, I don't think I don't think they they should really shy away from this. They've they've already tried to manipulate. Oh yeah, he's a heel, so we're gonna pipe in crowd booze for him, even though this guy's being cheered uh, left and right, and he's gonna get a mega reaction in London if he doesn't win. There's gonna be fucking yeah. riots in the streets of London when he doesn't win. Mark Henry, bro, he said that LA Knight should leave WWE after his contract expires, and he said it sucks that there have been many times, and Bully can attest to this, that someone gets over naturally and organically, and then they say well, he's already getting over. Let's do something with someone else rather than pile it on with that guy. Pour the gasoline on the fire. He says the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Say something. Will you do something with me, please? I'm busting my ass. I'm getting over. That's that's Mark I mean, Henry for, on Busted Open Radio. If you don't hear the reactions, and Vince would have to be deaf not to, but if you don't hear the reactions at LA Knight and the crowd doing his catchphrase, in Cleveland, and in other buildings. I mean, listen, they don't have to immediately put the world championship on him, but give him the, give him the money in the bank. It fits that character. Yes, it does. Totally. Just, and, like, just like the million-dollar belt fit him in NXT. They, right. He made that work with Ted DiBiase. I thought that was a great storyline with Grimes. Vince has tons of things that he was a genius for, things that you and I and the people in here grew up loved watching. He has fumbled a lot of great talents, too. There's no doubt about that. No one's resume is perfect. He fumbled LA Knight. He fumbled Bronson Reed. They all have fumbled Cross besides Triple H's version in NXT. There's a lot of time. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But, I mean, let's keep LA Knight away from Vince's creative direction because we saw it already and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah, LA Knight needs to win that briefcase. Uh, I'm with you 100% that Logan Paul should not win the briefcase. I know there will be people who want him to win just because they uh, they love when uh, – podcasters and analysts get angry and they, they, they get off on that type of thing. But creatively, it does not make sense uh, uh, with uh, Logan Paul winning it. LA Knight is the only one. I get the business with Logan Paul. I want everyone to understand this. I get the Logan Paul business. It's brilliant business by WWE. It's a smart crossover, multi-million dollar man. I get it. He brings in a ton of casual eyeballs. I get it. But he doesn't need to be your main event world champion or your money in the bank winner. We don't need that. Is he, would you win him the uh, Royal Rumble? No. So then stop this shit. No, he had, what did he have? He had that, um, he had that spot with Roman at Saudi uh, where he jumped through the table. He had the Royal Rumble spot. He had the WrestleMania uh, prime thing with KSI. He's going to have a money in the bank spot. He'll have a, a SummerSlam spot. I mean, I, I think the Logan Paul investment has already paid off for WWE in the amount of fucking viral videos and views that they've accumulated with him on TikTok and Instagram and on YouTube. So why do you need to give him a world championship? That's only going to piss everybody off. I don't know. I don't know. You want to give him the Intercontinental Championship after Gunther loses yeah, it or that's put fine. him in a three-way? Fine. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is uh, Rhea Ripley and the women's division, uh, both on Raw and SmackDown. And apparently, Drew, backstage update, uh, it's been now discussed why Rhea Ripley's only had about uh, 10 to 15 minutes of in-ring time since her tremendous match with Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Fightful Select is reporting that uh, the company right now is uh, holding Rhea Ripley back as Ariel Hawani uh, said with Rhea Ripley in an interview, she said to uh, Ariel Hawani actually, that she had lingering knee issues, which flared up again during her uh, Royal Rumble win. Now, Ripley told Helwani that I have knee problems. I've always had them growing up playing soccer. My kneecap just gets, uh, you know, uh, out of place, and it sort of goes to the side, and sometimes it will go back uh, into the back of my knee, and I will have to straighten it out, and it goes back and forth. 
Uh, it happened maybe halfway through the Royal Rumble. I wasn't too worried because, to be honest, the rest of my body was pretty cramped up anyway, so I sort of just ignored it. Uh, Rhea, Drew, only clocked in at 10 minutes, three seconds of in-ring time in, in televised singles matches since defeating Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 39, which is ridiculous. And uh, she's the SmackDown, or not the SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Women's Champion now after WWE uh, got rid of that blue title. But, yeah. um, I, I mean... She, she she wrestled the Royal Rumble with knee problems, Rude. And she, and she goes on to have a, a fucking 25-minute classic with Charlotte Flair. Is it really knee issues or is it really the lack of depth on Monday Night Raw that WWE doesn't want exposed to the general audience? Because I think it's the latter. I think it could be both, but I'll say this. Like, we need to stop counting how many matches and time in the ring she's had. Uh, like, realistically, when did Stone Cold Steve Austin get the most over? After he broke his neck, it was on television every goddamn week. And then all of a sudden, it was off to the races. I mean, listen, Rhea Ripley might be hurt. I don't know. They're, they haven't disclosed it. I don't like the quick squash stuff that, she, that she's been doing. But she's all over our television sets. All over them. Segments and she's gotten, this, she's, and like you said, she's gotten over to she's, mega levels by just doing what she's doing now. But somehow, this has now been, uh, I would say, magnified with, the 10 minutes and three seconds of in Who the fuck counts three seconds? I mean, holy people shit. People just bitch to bitch, and that's the society we live in. If you took Rhea off your television, I cringe at where the women's division is for the entire WWE yeah. women's roster. Truthfully, she's more over than Becky. And you could, I'm yes. at Andrew Baydala, B-A-Y-D-A-L-A. No, you, 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 you are not wrong. She is more over than Becky. I think Becky's cringe, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I, I feel like it does expose, you may be right. It may, you know, be that she has knee problems, but there is a lack of women's depth on Monday Night Raw because uh, as we saw last night, Drew, we have Raquel Rodriguez potentially being set up for a match with Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam. Now, depending on what happens at Money in the Bank, uh, I don't think Triple H or whomever uh, in creative would have teased that last night if that wasn't the direction that they were going in. And they do have some history there dating back to NXT as Rhea Ripley was the one who was defeated by Raquel before she made her main roster debut. Um, I mean, that's a ways away, and, and that's one woman. But outside well, that, there really, there really is nobody I would give a shit about being in the ring with Rhea but Becky. And mm -hmm. I don't really want Becky beating Rhea. I mean, what, well, do, I we, think, what do we do there? I, I think that could happen at SummerSlam, truthfully, because that's a big match, and maybe they're just trying to keep Rhea extra healthy. For SummerSlam, because that match has to happen, to your point, because this reign, this title, you know, this championship reign has kind of been meh, if you want to call it that. The Natty stuff, I don't get. Listen, Natty, I love meh, you. Meh, you know not, that. Not, not her fault, though. Meh. No, and, and you're a sweetheart, and I've I've always been appreciative of the, the how nice you are to my kids and stuff like that, but this stuff sucks, and 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 she knows it. I mean, it's it, it sucks. I, I there I don't understand any of it. It makes the what are we putting sympathy on her for no reason? It's just to put Rhea in a ring and get three minutes or ten seconds, whatever. I don't care. It sucks. It's I don't want to watch it. Um, but also I understand where they're coming from with trying to get Rhea out there, but they really need to figure out what they want to do. And to your point about Raquel, I mean, listen, Trish Stratus, who hasn't had a raw match in how long was it? 12 years, 14 years, yeah. I think. I, Sold her absolute balls off, her proverbial balls, because she doesn't have any. Thank God for that, because she is gorgeous. <laughs> Sold her balls off and kept Raquel strong in that match, right? Yeah. I mean, they. she could have, she didn't have to sell the way that she was selling. The match was mad, but man, did she make Raquel Rodriguez look like she was a world beater. Yeah. Truthfully. So, 
good on Trish for that. Uh, oh, so what do we? Well, all right, if we do Becky versus Rhea at, at SummerSlam, then I'm already thinking at I'm I'm already thinking fucking going into Philadelphia at WrestleMania. I don't think Rhea Ripley should lose that championship anytime soon, including to Becky Lynch. Is there a possibility Trish Stratus qualified for the Money in the Bank? women's ladder match last night in, in the most ridiculous way possible. It just made Becky look like a complete blithering idiot last night. But there yeah. is there is major star power in that match with with Becky, with Trish, with Bailey, and EO is in there. I mean, it, it's better than the men's match. But is there a possibility Trish wins this thing? Possibly. And listen, the money in the bank on the women's side, there's no need for Trish Stratus to be in this, but it's loaded. Yes. And that's where I sit back and I'm starting to be like, mm, I don't think EO's going to win this. I really don't. No. Because you got Becky, you got Trish. Man, I don't I don't know. They, I could, really can, don't they know. could cancel themselves out. Becky could cancel Trish and Zoe out. I don't know. That'd be great. That that and if you want to have like some sort of like I quit match or something at SummerSlam between Becky and Trish, go for it. Or if Trish is going to take on Rhea at SummerSlam and if she's going to call her shot, fine. Um, I wouldn't, but there is a possibility that Trish Stratus could win this thing. Yeah. Cause otherwise why put her in there? Like she's not, I, Trish Stratus is not like a ladder match competitor. No, I, I don't know. I, I think I mentioned this last week and, and I think you may, maybe you were in agreement with me. Uh, Becky versus Rhea does sound intriguing for SummerSlam. Uh, I just don't think that it's the time and the place to do that. Uh, Raquel and Rhea is very interesting. I don't think Raquel is ready for that spotlight yet. I don't think she's uh, come along as far as her in ring work, especially compared to Rhea Ripley. But I do think Becky and Trish will continue this, and it will end at SummerSlam. But I do think if you want to include Zoe, that it's going to be Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe at SummerSlam. I think that's what they're planning. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but, you know, no, just, just, just to tie all this up, and then we get Rhea versus Raquel at SummerSlam, and then you got that mega match with those ladies to kind of offset the women's championship match on the Monday Night Raw side. It kind of evens itself out. I don't hate that at all, and I think that's that's a solid booking by you. But I will say this. I don't think that championship is coming off of Rhea Ripley no. until WrestleMania 40. No. I, I, we don't even know who that is, though. Uh, but that's what that? I'm saying. Whoever that opponent might be at WrestleMania 40, yeah. that would be the time and the place because I don't. you don't do that, and you do not take that championship off of Rhea Ripley. Sorry. There is one more thing that I wanted to uh, talk about. This was uh, in the news, and uh, I mean, maybe you guys uh, care, maybe you don't, but I found it to be quite interesting. We'll end on this note here before we get into the uh, donations. WWE Drew was uh, reportedly very close into bringing Patrick Clark back to the company, bringing back Velveteen Dream. You know, he's only 27 years old, and obviously he was released from the company Back in 2001, he was accused of sending indecent pictures of himself to uh, underage children. He denied all those claims. There were more accusations against him that WWE investigated and found nothing. He was arrested in Orlando, and he was accused of inappropriate behavior at a house party by EC3. Now, Boozer, better wrestling experience on Twitter, was very, uh, who's been very uh, in the know on uh, news and rumors, his uh, Twitter account is privated. But WWE, apparently, he says, was very close to rehiring Velveteen to come back to WWE. Now, I, I, listen, I, I love Velveteen. Uh, I, I obviously do not agree. I think his career is finished. What, what, what kind of PR nightmare would that? Would, would, would WWE even have gotten away with this, bro, if they allowed this to happen? No. <laughs> no. And I could care less about Velve, Velveteen Dream. It's, there was a it's, time. It's finished. It's over. Yeah, there was a time where I was like, I like this guy, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, 
is white hot. I believe it was uh takeover in Brooklyn. There were a couple matches where I was like, okay, like it. But now I could care less. I could care less if they revitalize that character. And I don't want to see it. No. Um, the person, you know, and I'll flip this to you. I mean, because I know you don't care, but there's been also some talk here about Carlito yeah. heading back to WWE. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I got the chance to call Carlito on Matt Cardona at House of Glory on Saturday. Um, it was a very, it was a very sports entertainment esque match. I enjoyed the shoot out of it. They did the whole Apple spot. Cardona's a great heel. He got massive heat. They were throwing trash in the ring. Carlito looked. I mean, I was standing in the locker room talking to Red with Solomonster, and Carlito walked by. He's fucking absolutely jacked. He looks great. Um, I would love if he comes back, bro. I, I've always been, a, I've always had a soft spot for Carlito. If he comes back, I think he would add a lot of star power to any brand he goes to. I think he would be somebody the younger guys can work with. I, I'd love to see him go back and chase for the United States Championship. I've always had this thing, man, where Austin Theory, he's just, I don't know, there's just something about him. He's very vanilla. He could legitimately be turned into the next legend killer. You know, I'd love to see, he, he's already slayed John Cena. He's already beat John Cena at WrestleMania bragging about that. Why not do Austin Theory versus Edge? Why not have Austin Theory versus Carlito? Those are the types of guys, if you really want to build him up for the future, those are the types of guys that I would put in the ring with Austin Theory. I'd love to have him back. I don't hate that. I think Carlito is a, a big addition to WWE. Now, again, main event status, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, there's a lot of things he could do, and he could obviously lend his mind for the business yeah. to a lot of that talent in the WWE locker room. The LWO thing, obviously it fits, but we don't need to pigeonhole Carlito into no. that. I think that needs to be something that we do, but we move on from it very quickly. Yeah. Same thing with Santos Escobar. I want him so far away from the LWO and on his own. It hurts. Cause that man is so freaking talented. I love Santos. I loved him when he was cruiserweight champion. I love when Legato formed, I think, the turn is eventually going to come when it happens, man. That's why, that's why I said Legato with Santos and, and Ray being paired. I think the, the moment that that turn happens, it's going to elevate Santos several rungs up the ladder. And I think that's going to be a tremendous lucha match. And it's going to be a passing of the torch moment. That's the guy you want to pass the torch to. Yeah, I absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And before we get into these donations, Super Chats, let me ask you something else. Um, you know, I want you to book me something because I saw your tweet about, you know, Sammy and KO. And for me, they're getting a ton of TV airtime yeah. and they're getting personalities, which is making them stand out over and over again on a crowded Raw. And the fact of the matter is, is that the, you know, the, the biggest equity that a wrestler can have, sports entertainer, whatever you want to call them, is television time. And they're getting that. Sammy and KO are over. They're in every freaking hour. Every hour they have a segment. Hour one, hour two, hour three. And nine times out of 10, they're in the main event. What do you do with Sammy and KO for SummerSlam? I, I don't know. Uh, I've mulled this over in my head, and I've talked about this on my end of things. Uh, I know they're building uh, something with Imperium. Uh, I love Imperium. Do you, do you take the titles off of Sammy and KO unceremoniously to put them on Imperium? I, I've talked about this scenario as well, and there's a reason why Indushare is being built up. I, I, I pray to whatever god that there is, that they don't go and do the same mistake that they made with Jinder within their share. I just have a feeling, man, deep within my gut, 
that this rumored PLE or super show that's happening in India is being set up for these guys being built up on TV the way we see it for them to take the titles off of Sammy and KO. I hope that's not the fucking case. I don't know where that's going. I saw the rumor too. I don't know where that's happening because we have already, we have payback and we have fast lane happening in September and October. Yeah. And there's always Saudi in November ish. Yeah. So I don't know where that show in India is happening. I think there might just be an event over there. Yeah. And for them to drop the tag team championships, them being Stammy and KO, nah, I'd rather Imperium take those tag team titles. Yeah, I mean, but then, uh, again, looking back at what Sammy and KO did at WrestleMania and, and the the, the storyline that was so great, do you have them drop the titles to Imperium in such an unceremonious fashion? Like, I mean, honestly, the way that they won it, they should hold it for a very long time. I mean, mm. I would book DIY. I think that would be great. Is there going to be enough time? I don't know. I mean, there's history there, obviously, many of the WWE audience doesn't know the history between all four of those guys, but you know, I don't know, man. It's a very, it's a very uh, up in the air question. You mentioned KO and the little character. I don't, I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't like it. He's great. He could, you could, he could fucking, mm-hmm. he could be a fucking Isaac Yankum ripoff. He'd fucking make it work, you know, but I, I, I just don't get it. I, I, it's very Vince ish. Why I get do, what you he, want. Why does he need a character, man? This is why I say Vince is, is fucking looming, man. Triple H, what did KO do when Triple H first took the reins, man? He was fucking beating sh- people up, and he was a badass. How many of those people came do you out. want, though? How many of those but people do you want? KO, they would all blend. They would all blend. And KO like, doesn't need a character, though. Well, but he Sammy's has to have the, a... Sammy's the character. Yeah, and KO's starting to break out of that whole thing. and ha- Like, I get it. Fight Owens, fight, and all that other stuff. But we've seen that. And it's happened. And if you had him do that, and, listen, Steve Austin had a character. Where the, I mean, people just don't understand that. They're just like, no, nah, Steve Austin flipped people off, drank beer. No, Steve Austin was anti-establishment. He had a character. Look at his work in 01, I believe, when he was a heel right next to Vince. That was the funniest Steve Austin ever was. I mean, you had... He doesn't need to be like this full-on cartoon character, he being KO, but a little bit of personality doesn't hurt anybody because then everyone blends. They all mesh. And then what separates KO from the next guy who's a brawler? Do you want to know why I don't like it and why I'm not uh, warm up to it? Because, because, um, you know, a lot of people look at me, oh, man, it's not bad. It gives them another layer and this and that. I I don't trust WWE because it it just comes off as... KO's going to get so pissed at Sammy, and then they're going to end up splitting them up, and Sammy's going to go babyface, and Kevin Owens is going to go heel, and then they're going to end up feuding together, and they're going to cost each other the tag team titles. Mm. That's what I. That's why I don't like it, because okay. I just don't trust them. They should flip that. They should have Sammy go face, or excuse me, Sammy go heel, and keep Kevin face. That's just my opinion. Wow, man, on, opinion. on doing all that WrestleMania stuff with Sammy? It's it, I don't him. think it needs to happen soon. I mean, it could. you could wait. I mean, again... I had it my way. Um, you know, I've gone back and forth, but I, I, I don't see another tag team in there that takes the championships off them besides Imperium. So whenever they want to do that, keep the championships on them. All right, man. One last thing before we get to, into the Super Chats. It, it, obviously, it's a big wrestling weekend. Uh, what is the... Uh, I, I guess I should uh, preface this by... Minus Okada and Danielson. Mm-hmm. What is the one match you're looking forward to this entire weekend at Forbidden Door? Potentially. Matches that are announced and potentially could happen uh, at, at, at the pay-per-view on Sunday. If you will not be able to rip this smile off my face if we get Tanahashi and Punk. Yeah. Okay. I really want to see that. MJF and Tanahashi does nothing for me. Absolutely zero. Yeah. I'm going to watch, 
because MJF is just that guy. Yeah. But I'm just, I, I give me Punk and Tanahashi. We wanted it last year. It didn't happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, you know, that's it for me. Uh, what, I mean, is it, is it not Danielson and Okada for you? It's got, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, minus that, minus that it's probably, I'm interested in a Punk Tanahashi match. I, I would probably go after what we saw at Russell Kingdom. I'm, I'm very excited about Osprey and Omega again. I, I love when they have that type of match in January. How the fuck do you get anywhere close to what those two guys did in January? I don't even know if it's possible. But, um, yeah, How I come mean, Jericho is not fighting somebody on this show. Uh, uh, it has to be announced on Wednesday. It has There's to be a lot to be announced. And can we talk about that for half a second? Yeah. Here? There's a lot to be announced on Wednesday. Are you pissed at that? I yes. Mean, yeah. And, okay, good. Justify. Because I know people want to just bag you. He doesn't shit on Well, AEW. I said this about Collision on Saturday. I, a couple of uh, maybe a day or two before Collision. I'm like, Tony Khan needs to announce. Or, or uh, Wednesday, rather. Uh, mm-hmm. I said it on uh, Wednesday morning or, or Tuesday night. Tony Khan needs to announce all of Collision on Saturday, what the card is, and then he needs to announce Forbidden Door matches on, on Dynamite. We got yeah. all of Collision, and he announced some Forbidden Door matches. I don't know why he's waiting. Some people actually had a problem with me saying Tony Khan needs to announce Collision. I'm like, I don't want to go into Collision with Punk showing up and then the tag team match that he's in and, and nothing else. Like, I want a fucking card to get excited about. People were like, oh, let him cook, man. No. No, I, I want I, I want I want Tony Bro, Khan the to fucking cook and deliver the fucking meal. Bro, the kitchen's Seriously. burning. The kitchen's burning. Let's get it together. Like what? Like, maybe maybe he's still contemplating plans. I I don't know, but I mean, look at the amount of talent that's off their show. We got Young Bucks not having a match. Jericho doesn't have a match. Sting doesn't have a match. Orange Cassidy doesn't have a match. I mean, Keith Lee Swerve, the, the Andrade. The list goes on and on. What are you going to announce? Fucking eight matches on Wednesday? Here you go. Here's a fucking Forbidden Door show. Right, Wardlow doesn't have a match. No. I mean, there's a lot. Jade, I mean, there's, I mean, listen, Britt Baker, there's no, I mean, nothing. Zero, zilch. So, whatever. Listen, you know, listen, R- here's, 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 here's an answer for you. If Andrade teams with his fucking guys, Naito and whoever else he wants to team with, against House of Black, that's my match tonight right there. Besides okay. Okada and uh, Danielson. Yeah, I mean, you want to let Tony Cook, guys. I mean, right now you're getting, there. don't get me wrong, there is two solid main courses right now that are making me want to watch the pay-per-view, but that doesn't excuse the fact that there's no other, there's no, what else has been announced? Where's the other card? Where's the appetizers? Where's my soup? Damn it. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Soup for you. Anyway, guys. Doink doink tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. You you mentioned to me that Doink was going to be on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, A couple of seconds here on Doink. I don't know if you guys are uh, big Doink the Clown fans, but man, um, I love Doink back in the early 90s. I thought he was a great character. It is a very cartoonish character for sure. But man, the evil Doink was completely on a different level, man. The mannerisms, the evilness, the the wrestling ability. Nobody Nobody really took Doink to be a great wrestler, man. But when I seen him... In the 1993 SummerSlam as a fucking fill-in for Jerry the King Laura during that great match with Bret Hart, I'm like, this guy is fucking great. Holy shit. Yeah, Matt shit. Bourne was a hell of a yeah. wrestler. Hell of a doink, too. Yeah. He was so great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, um, to see what they have to say about his story. But listen, man, I thought this was a great show tonight. We're going to get into these uh, donations, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. But um, anything else you want to add before we do that? No, I just enjoy doing this. Um, it's episode two. I've had a blast. It's good to you know sit back and, and talk wrestling. And just because me and JD have difference of opinion doesn't mean that, you know, 
it's 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 not going to be a warm and fuzzy show. I mean, you know, it's good content, and his opinions are his opinions, and my opinions are my opinions, and I love it. And the, I, I love the audience. Good audience. There you go. Hit that thumbs up, guys. We got 600 likes. I'd love if you can get as close to 1,000 as possible. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Follow us on social media. I'm at JD from NY206. And then Drew is at Andrew Baydala on Twitter. We'll do some spaces or a space, a Twitter space for uh, Forbidden Door coming up this weekend. And we got some more great shit. It's going to be a busy weekend, man. So I'll be live on Wednesday. I'll be live on Friday. I'll be live on Saturday, Sunday. The work never stops, man. But uh, Tom... I want to thank you for becoming a new member right here on the channel. Thank you very much, Lord J. Coyle with the two. Happy 48th birthday to Jaws. My favorite summer movie, man. Thank you. Nickname Mai with a UK 100 bomb. One idea for the show could be to crown a weekly TNT champion, a wrestler or other person you want to highlight for the week and talk about, like CM Punk for his great return and body work on Collision, or Jesse for his formidable tacos. No, Jesse's not going to be a fucking TNT champion. Sorry. But thank you, uh, nickname my. I appreciate your uh, tremendous generosity. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Vince McMahon hates and despises his fan base, and that's why LA Knight will not win money in the bank. It's a pretty bold statement there, bro. Um, LA Knight should win it. I don't think that uh, anybody's disagreeing with you, but with Logan Paul, it does add a nice little wrinkle that will keep fans on the edge of their seat for sure. That's all that was needed, truthfully, yeah. because it was just like, all right, we got two people. Now we got three. So Yeah. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. When do you see Solo and Heyman leave Roman? Um, I don't know. SummerSlam would be uh, a great opportunity for Solo to wake up and see what Roman's really doing and join his brothers. I don't know. See, I don't think they do that. I think they stretch this out and could go all the way to Survivor Series. But what would be interesting is if Solo won the Rumble. Ring, yeah, that's right? going to be interesting as well. If WWE goes with the War Games gimmick, is it going to be old blood? This is where we, we really get uh, fantasy crazy booking-wise. Is it going to be bloodline versus bloodline for War Games? I don't know. Well, and don't forget, I mean, if we continue this, you could have Cody... You could have the Usos, and you can have KO and Sammy yeah. taking on Roman Solo and three other guys, maybe some new members of the Bloodline, because Cody's going to be involved in war games. He missed it. He <laughs> wants to be involved. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for the two. Muhammad with a 550. Roman could become so egotistical that he names his new group the Roman Empire. I don't know, man. I don't know. Who, who knows, man? But the egotistical Roman is going to be the reason why Roman uh, and the Roman Empire collapses, for sure. 24 with a 199. NXT tonight is much better than Raw last night. I'm not surprised. I didn't I didn't like Raw at all. Uh, Sean Lee with five months. Thank you, man. I see Vince booking The Rock to beat Roman and retiring the belt. I hope not, but it's Vince. I wouldn't put it past him at this point. I don't think The Rock is winning the title, bro. Wait, say that again? Yeah. He, no. he, he, he thinks Vince is booking Rock to beat Roman for the universal title. They could have done that last year where Rock could have won night one and then had a match night two and a rematch, et cetera, et cetera. They're not doing that. The Rock is not coming in to win the championship. It's over. Uh, apparently, the chat said uh, Finn is currently destroying Seth Rollins again, and he's also Good. destroying the, the security. Good. It just adds more heat to that feud, which it desperately needs, because I'll tell you what, Cody and Dom, they have no, there's nothing to that, that match at Money in the Bank. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Tank Woe with a three months. Thank you, man. Let's go. Happy three months. Hate that Logan Paul didn't need to qualify. He will put on a show, though. Yeah, it, it is a big logic gap, but they wanted their guy. They got him. They're putting him in there. And uh, when has WWE really cared about making sense about anything, man? Stick World Man. lives in Orlando, by the way. It's easy for him to show up. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, Seth doesn't live in Orlando, does he? No. 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 Uh, Stick World Mayor with 18 months. Ain't nothing better than being VIP. JD, I haven't been active much in the chat this past year with my new job. Keep it up, brother. Suck it, geeks. Hashtag VIP for life. Thank you, Stick World. Uh, Hollywood guy with five in the super chat. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Let's... Uh, there's not much talk on Karrion Cross. You think he needs to leave WWE would be repackaged or get better booking? Well, Drew uh, thinks that he's finished, so I don't know. I mean, listen, I understand why Karrion Cross came back to WWE, but for me, I'd rather see him in AEW with something. They have two uh, two shows now, two like A shows. It seems I'd like to see him over there because they are doing nothing with Cross, and he has a lot, a lot of potential. Yeah. The cake with a two, and this is the last one, guys. Cake with a two-dollar super chat. I'd book the four PWG guys to have a match at WrestleMania. Owens and Zayn versus Johnny and Champ at WrestleMania. I could, uh, I could wait for that. Yeah, I think Philly would love that. Yeah, Philly would add, and that's the thing, guys. Be prepared for an insane card at WrestleMania 40 in terms of like wrestling, wrestling. I'll be in Philly for WrestleMania. I won't be at WrestleMania, but I'm going to be planning some big stuff at WrestleMania next year. So it's uh, literally a hop, skip, and a jump of where I'm living in Atlantic City. So I'll see you guys over there. Do you want to go to WrestleMania? No. No. I mean, if we get media, I don't know. (laughs) We'll talk. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Anyway, guys, I appreciate you for hanging out with uh, Drew and I tonight. Episode two in the books. Uh, Drew, before I uh, leave the venue tonight, uh, anything you want to add before we get the hell out of here? No, uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I believe last week we did about 25,000, so let's get those yeah. likes, subscribes, and views up. Obviously, I enjoy doing this, um, and it, this is a big week for AEW, and I think that they will deliver yeah. on all aspects. Yeah, it's AEW's week. Uh, they're going to kill it tonight, uh, this week, uh, and Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be great. Uh, so I will be with you guys, as will Drew. We'll do some Twitter spaces, and I'll be live on the podcast for all these shows this weekend, guys. Thank you very much for all your support, and we will see you for all the great wrestling still to come this week right here on OTS. I will see you guys later, man. Touch my breath. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 